Hi there, this is the backstory for our first ever all-male panel. It's, it's basically Mel and the male panel as we look into huh, the issues and struggles men have. So here's how this show came to be. I was at church one day and a guy came up to me and said, listen, I watch the show. I'll admit, I'm a dude, I watch your show. But I've noticed you don't have a lot of guys on the show or you don't really address men issues. You address a lot of women issues and there are transferable things that men and women do uh, share, like struggle, but you don't talk to guys about it. When will you ever do that? And I was like, that's a good question. And then uh, this past summer, I was on a cruise ship. It was like a donor cruise. Um, and an elderly man came up to me and said, so my wife watches your show. Oh, and I watch it with her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And he said to me, I would love for See Here Love to do a show of all men, talking about our struggles and how Jesus informs our struggles and give voice to men. So that was the second thing. Then the third thing this past summer, I was sitting upstairs in our Crossroads office and Daniel Strickland, who's an incredible social justice advocate and speaker you've seen on our show, sat me down and said, Melinda, if we are going to do life well together, we need men and women to come alongside each other, align themselves and speak together on issues. She goes, I love See Her Love, I've been on it, but I think it would be even better if you brought men into the conversation. So there were three touch points in the past year that said to me, Mel, as host and executive producer, you need to do this. So I listened. So this is actually almost like a, you asked and I listened and I'm answering. So I brought these guys on and one of the things was, let's just do a show on struggle. We worked very hard to find guys 20, 30, 40, and 50 representing. It was hard, um, and it was interesting to throw some guys together that don't know each other to talk about their own struggles through the decades and struggles with their own faith. So that's the backstory, and the show's pretty awesome. It, there's a twist at the end. I actually was going in one direction, and when we took a break, it went completely in a different direction, and I think that's the God part. I think that we're about listening to God's spirit and changing things if we need to. Um, and I think that what I didn't realize was that after, I'll tell you this, because this is the backstory, but after the show, a lot of them texted me, the men that were on the show, and said, thank you for honoring us and giving us a voice. We don't get that a lot. We, funny enough, you know, we lead and we're pastors and we, we do all this, but a lot of times nobody asks, nobody asks us, especially women, to come on and share our side of the story or our struggles and let us talk it through and be patient with us as we kind of fumble through things. So that's the backstory. And I'm thankful for Danielle and his name was Adam and our uh, donor friend uh, who were courageous enough and honest enough to say, Mel, change, change it up a bit. So I'm excited for the show. You're gonna learn a lot. Pray for these guys and pray for the men in your own life that they would continue to be strong, and honest and open and vulnerable, and that they would listen uh, to God's Spirit speak to them every day. Today on the show, it's a first time for me because we have an all-male panel on the show. Finally, Mel. <laughs> the boys get to share our side of the story. And it's your chance, Matt, and the guys, as you talk about the struggles many men are facing today, you're not going to want to miss this conversation. That's coming up next on See, Hear, Love. You are seen.
welcome to See Here Love. It's a first time for me because for the first time, it's an all-male panel on See Here Love. And I don't know if I can handle this rowdy bunch of guys. <laughs> like, for real. I don't know. But I'm glad you're here. And we're going to dive right into it, you know, in a few minutes when we're going to be talking about your struggles, your personal struggles for the whole world to hear. How do you feel about that? Fantastic. All right, this is going to be great. Well, let's start with quick introductions because people need to know who you are and how great you are. <laughs> if I could blush, I would, but I can't. Uh, I'm Sean Naylor. I've uh, got a, a wife, two boys, three boys now, and uh, I work with Youth for Christ. It's pretty much what I do. Okay, that's awesome. I'm Theo. Uh, I'm a third-year student at Sheridan College, and I study music theater. Oh, so will you go and in, get into a, like a musical number for us at the end of the show? Maybe. <laughs> okay. We'll find out. Okay, we'll That'd see. Be great. Oh, and then actually, we'll, we'll go yeah, past get you. me, Dave. Important guy. <laughs> I'm Dave, and I'm uh, married to Kelly, and we have three adult boys, and I'm the vice president for Young Life Canada. Oh, awesome. And beside you is, again, my trusted co-host. I can't believe we, we've survived together this long. It's I can't amazing. believe it's taken us this long to try this now. <laughs> I kept waiting for the phone call. You've done a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's jump in. I've already said, you know, this is about struggles that men face. And I think in the green room, when I talked to you guys before, I'm sitting in a posture of learning and listening, um, wanting to know how me, and I'm not saying representing all women, but okay, uh, can you know, journey alongside of you and help you in, in struggles and things. So let's go to news and views, because this will kind of start off um, our topic. So uh, here's the news and views. From the Movember website, which is a website for men's health, they state that globally, every minute a man dies by suicide. In Canada, 75% of suicide are men. And this is really fascinating. Across the world, men die an average six years younger than women. Sorry to put a downer on things, guys. Wow. I didn't mean to do that. But I just, I, I think I'm fascinated as a woman to hear, like for suicide and for health, overall mental health and physical health, this is what you guys are dealing with. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that news and views, that stat? What would you say? I'm, I'm, maybe if I can just speak yeah. to that right away. The, uh, it, it's, I think the struggle um, that kind of comes into that is like the, the struggle for not wanting to share the struggle um, with, with other men. That's something like personally I deal with is like how much can I share with other people before I'm like being a burden on them. Mm -hmm. um, and like stereotypically like the guy is like raised up to be like kind of like the foundation or like uh, a place that like is, is a, um, a protector. Mm -hmm. So when you like when that person all of a sudden that archetype starts to ask for so much uh, it kind of compromises the virtue of that. So I think that that's maybe a myth that needs to maybe mm. be discovered a little bit is yeah. the not being able to share your struggle. Yeah. Um, and that's, that kind of speaks to that. Yeah, that's no, good. No, well, I think one of the things I, I, from my, my experience, one of the things I learned and just in like an idea is that you can always tell that how, like my wife is a great, great cook, right? And so from her being a great cook, I see the, the things that come out of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm healthy because she's healthy. And, and with men, sometimes we don't want to do that. And when you see a, a man who's, you know, by himself, a lot of times they don't take care of themselves the same way. And so I see that kind of get extrapolated when you go even further and you wonder why men die earlier. They're just not taking care of themselves the way that they take care of themselves. They don't want to share the burden, mm -hmm. you know. And so mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons where we see uh, men die earlier. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's good. What are you, Dave? Your thoughts? Well, quick, just... Shocking, but I'm not surprised with that stat. So it's disappointing, it's frustrating, and, and um, 
Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. But yeah. why do you think? Like, I mean, you've, you're the most mature. I'm the here. old the guy old of the day. Yeah. <laughs> just say it. It's all right. Okay. I was trying to be really yeah. nice and, and respectful, Dave. No, and then, light it up. All right, no. okay. The sage oldest, is the word. The sage. 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 Yeah, the yeah. sage. Yeah. Wisdom. The sage. Wisdom. Wisdom. But, you know, when you're saying that especially men are dying by suicide, you know, what does that say about, you know, men? Is it like isolation or exactly what yeah, they're saying? Yeah, I, I, I jump on that of, uh, it, it, it's, um, it's hard to say I'm struggling. Like how much can I share and who do I share it with and will they really listen? Or you get a perfunctory, oh, I've got to listen, but I don't want to dive in, so. Yeah, wow. Here's the thing, yeah. I, I feel like <clears throat> sometimes statistics feel very distant. It's out there. But I feel like uh, more and more now, those stories yeah. of pain and brokenness feel closer and closer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather took his own life. Oh. So I never met him. Like he took his life before I was born. But I had heard about him and his struggles with mental health. And it always felt like, I wonder why uh, that could have happened. It just felt quite distant. But then you start realizing that close friends, people you love, also have struggles like that. You realize it's actually not that far away. Mm -hmm. It may be hidden, but it's not far away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there. Sometimes we just masquerade and pretend everything's okay. And so it feels more personal now when I know it's not just a distant family member I never met, it's actually friends and family, yeah. people all around me now. Yeah. Thanks for your thoughts, those are, those are really, really good. And I think it's a good segue as we go into struggles. So up next, we're gonna be coming back to this panel as we talk about struggles through the decades. That's coming up. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Well, we're back with our all-star, all-male panel, which I'm so excited that you guys are all here. And let's just jump right into the struggles of the decades. I know that we're representing 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And I just want to hear, you know, the struggles that you face in that decade, just so that it informs and I can understand and learn from you. So Theo, mm. you're 20-ish? 20 20-ish, 20 21. 20-ish, 21, yeah. okay. What would you say, what, as, as a guy, some of the struggles that you're facing? Yeah, uh, I, I asked a lot of friends this question recently, and I was trying to figure out, because I've got my own experience, mm -hmm. but I wanted to supplement that with, with some other people's uh, experience and views. So what I kind of discovered um, personally, but also generally, mm -hmm. was that the biggest struggle is that we don't know what we're struggling about, uh, if that makes any wow. sense. It's like uh, this idea of masculinity has been completely overrided by toxic masculinity, and that's what you're seeing in the media everywhere. Um, it just, it's completely saturated by like this macho brutishness, mm. and that's not what it's about. And so I think when, when I've been talking with friends and talking with people about their experience, they're not even sure. They're like, what do I struggle with? Um, and I think, similarly, it's like, what, what do I struggle with? If I can't figure that out, I'm struggling with the fact that I can't figure it out. Um, so I think that's the struggle from a 20-year-old. Uh, I mean, I know I'm the youngest person here. <laughs> um, but it, it gives, uh, it's, it's quite a different um, dynamic than I think what it has been historically in the past where the roles were a bit more defined. And now there's so much more... Um, good equality happening, right. but these rules are really shifting. So, so you're talking identity. Like yeah. It sounds to me like an identity mm. crisis yeah, or, absolutely. or something like that, right? Like, yeah. who the heck am I? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What is my role here in purpose? And as a man, what does that look like? Because yeah, I get it, it's, it is confusing. Yeah. What would you say 
Are you saying, so when you say that, Theo, mm -hmm. are you saying you just, you're aware that there's something going on, mm -hmm. but you're not really sure what to put your finger on? Yeah, I mean, again, only 20, so yeah, we're yeah. getting through this. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's fair. Yeah. Don't worry, <laughs> you'll have the answers. Yeah, first. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there, there's so much misinformation, like we live in an age of misinformation and fake news and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you look at identity, um, it often comes back to who am I and like what, what does that mean for me mm. um, for living life? And I think mm. that's such a strength though that Christianity has is like, I'm God. It's like, that's not a question that needs to be like mm -hmm. um, mm. really considered too much. It's like, yeah, I'm his, I'm gonna live for him. And then if that's the case, all of a sudden like all of my intentions are for something greater than myself. Yeah. And that's where identity maybe is a bit easier to, to grab onto. Mm. So that's good, so 20s is identity. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to be general in that because, again, yeah, no, all of our experiences, but I think that's a good one. So we're sitting 20s, struggle is identity. Mm. Okay, Sean. Oof, speaking for 30-year-olds, I'm right in the middle, 35. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> come on. So right in the middle. The train uh, is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the train it comes is fast, I know. <laughs> um, I think really what we're, what, as a 35-year-old, as a what I'm dealing with is um, living out the things that were spoke about me before, what it meant to mm. be a man, and what does that look like? You know, we still wrestle a little bit with that masculine toxicity or whatever that is, but wrestling with what is a man, in, in the sense like, you know, there's lots of pressure now as a 35-year-old to be in these two types of dynamics. We're being pulled from the people above us, like my father, and it's like, well, you know, the man has got to stand up and he's got to charge on, and then the other one's, well, you've, you've got to be sensitive to your emotions, you've got to be around your kids, and you're trying to be this super dad, and you're, you're, you're already, you're be, you've got your career you're worrying about, you've got your family, you've got your other family, then you've got your, your hobbies you're trying to wrestle with, and, you know, I've got a lot of friends now who have just kind of leaving the skateboard scene, right, because they're getting to that age, and okay, now we've got to look at that. You never leave the skateboard scene. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. I want to hold on until I'm okay. 40, so okay. I'm going to do that. But if, judging from you my. You only have five years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the th And we're wrestling, because like, that was, again, a bit of an identity. What were we? What are we what's the, our expectation? And then what do we expect of ourselves, right? And, hmm. and what happens, I think, is the big crux is that men start to uh, isolate themselves instead of insulating themselves. Mm. And so when we insulate ourselves, when we start to hear different things, different perspectives, you know, it's always sage to have a mentor, these things. But uh, on, on a common scale, a lot of guys, when I say, do you have a mentor? They're like, what is a mentor? Like, yeah. They think of, you know, Mr. Miyagi or, or Yoda. And they don't have that. So they're, they're isolating with their own thoughts. And then, you know, if you start thinking about your own thought, it becomes a bit incestuous and you can't really find a way out or a way to, right. to deal with it. I think that becomes the first time where we actually sit down and start to, with our brain being the way it's situated at a 35-year-old versus a 20-year-old, yeah. we start wrestling differently. Because mm. we have a knowledge of like, okay, I, I, a lot of my naivety, not that you're naive by any means, but that you start dealing with that you know, at a different level. And you're like, okay, how do I, how do I work that out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is identity, but what I'm hearing is expectations. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like you're, you're struggling with the expectations of what people are wanting you to be yeah. and what you want to be and the expectation of what, how people want you to act. And yeah, I feel, is that, does that yeah. make sense? That Expectations? Because yeah. that is big. That's, yeah. And I will say, as a woman, um, we tend to place a lot of expectations on our partners and, mm. and men. Mm -hmm. yeah. We want them to be a certain way. We yeah. want them to be sensitive and strong. Mm. We want them to put out the garbage, but also rub our feet. Yeah. We want them to be, like, really. So there's a lot of expectations yeah. on you guys. Mm. And I can, I can hear and understand the pressure. Mm. So I get that. Thank you, that's really good. 
Moving on to 40s. Woo. Yeah, I think the average Canadian male lives 80 years old, so I'm on the downward <laughs> slope now. Wow. <laughs> so, um, right. You know what? I, I think um, through my 20s and 30s, I always felt like everything was still out in front. Mm. So if I didn't get an opportunity or I was still learning and growing, it's because I was still coming up. Yep. For 40s, for me, there's a little bit of a, uh, it's like a, a take stock moment decade, I would say. It's like, is this really where I am? Mm. And you have to come to grips with, maybe this is who I am. Maybe this, and be okay with that. Yeah. But also struggle with that. Um, when you have aspirations or thoughts or where you think life is going to take you, I think 40s can be a time where you're like, ah, oh, this is where I am. And, and for me, it's a, both a struggle and a celebration mm -hmm. where you start embracing who you are, letting go of what you thought you maybe dreamed you were heading into, mm -hmm. but being more comfortable being like, this is who I am. This is my kind of sandbox to play yeah, in yeah, and I want to yeah. do the best I can. But there's a letting go that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And I've had lots of conversations with guys about that, about like, is this really, like, I would have never pegged at 43 I'd be doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You mean like sitting as a co-host on, <laughs> oh, yeah. on a woman's Literally. show? No, I mean, this That's is a dream by This was on the, never this was the bucket okay. list. Okay. It's, the bucket list. <laughs> it's everything else. As you're um, going down, at least I could, I'm going to help you out. Yeah, and as like yeah. a spouse and a yeah. dad, yeah. all these things, like, what does that mean for, to be a husband and to be a dad? And this is, this is where I'm at. And, yeah. yeah, so it sounds like 40s is, so we've got identity, expectations, and the sense of either it's like, this is where I'm at, or it's like letting go. Yeah, it's coming to grips it's with it. It's coming to grips. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. See, that's what you can look forward to. Yes. Right? Come on. Welcome. <laughs> yes. Coffee in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll check it out. Check it out. That's good. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. Okay, Osage One. Uh, sorry, wake me from my nap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I actually was really excited when I hit 50. Because really? I had some great mentors in my life mm -hmm. uh, when I was in my 20s and 30s who were so much older. Uh, and I looked at them and 50s was a great time. I'm 54, so I'm, the train is getting close to the tunnel. Okay. Uh, but in terms of struggles, I think we've spent the last 20 years raising boys and doing our best to root them and give them wings and now they're gone. And so Kelly and I are going, okay, well, mm. How do we live now? We've lived our life around boys. What do we live ourselves? What are our friends, uh, the friends that you make because of your kids? <clears throat> so that's one. Coupled with now we've got aging parents and yeah. trying to help your. So you're like a sandwich, the sandwich. It, what they call it, right? Sandwich. Yeah. And then last, of, I, mm. I'm past the halfway point. I'm in the back nine. I, mm. And I get that. And uh, there's a side of. I want to do something great and significant for Christ. Mm. Mm. And uh, I've given my life to service and ministry and think, okay, there's, there's still plenty of time. Uh, recognition, I'm not 20 and I'm not 30. And I, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. At some point, say, don't pretend anymore yeah. and enjoy the place you're in. So, okay. There you go. So do you, sorry, can I yeah, jump yeah, in? Yeah. Would you say it's like a redefining, uh, a sense of I, now that we're, kids are gone in your yeah, situation. Totally. It's like, who are we now? Yeah. And if we're going to do something, we're going to really yeah. do something. And for Kelly and I, we, your head's down for so long and then look up at each other and go, oh yeah, I still love you 27 years later. And I never thought spontaneity would ever return. Mm. And mm. all of a sudden we're in a season of life again where, oh, that's oh. great. 
So cool. it's just in recognizing what do we do with that. Mm -hmm. Great discussion. There's so much more that we're going to share in a little bit, but thank you for that. So 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, the struggles, and uh, it'll be great to kind of talk about how we, as, as a woman, we can support you through that. Well, let's go now to song and story with Brooke, Steve, and Joanna as they share a song and a story about hope in the midst of struggle. Mel, thanks so much. I think that in the midst of this really important conversation, it's uh, always great to look at what does scripture say and what is Jesus saying to us yeah. about all this. So you brought a song today? Yeah, we did. Yep. We did. The song is called Turn My Eyes. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it really touches on what we just heard about, actually. Um, it just talks about when the struggle feels too heavy, God is close to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like this is actually a song that I think brought us through, even it's funny, we wrote it, but it actually brought us through like a really uh, difficult time in our own lives. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Okay, so like, what's the story of the song? Where did this come from? Yeah, so it's kind of a play off that old hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, yeah. and that idea that uh, no matter what we're going through, if we focus on, it's perspective, right? When we focus on the thing, the thing becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, but if we focus on Jesus, uh, you know that line, the things of earth will grow strangely dim, yeah. like we understand perspective in that moment. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the scripture that I had in mind for this song, Psalm 73, 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart mm -hmm. and my portion forever. Oh. Yeah. Just this idea that like, where you turn your eyes, like, right. like, yeah. yeah, my like things may not be going well, whether mm -hmm. that's my mental, emotional, physical health, whatever, spiritual health, yeah. it may not be going well, mm -hmm. but like God is my strength. God is that's enough. Right. He like he is the one that we look to. Yeah. Not, doesn't say that he'll like just magically fix all this no, stuff. of course, yeah. Right, but like where do you look? Well, and I'm reminded like when we turn our eyes to Jesus, it doesn't necessarily take that thing away, right? right. But right. there's scripture upon scripture upon scripture that promises us hope and comfort in the midst of what we're facing. Yeah. That's right. So how do you actually turn your eyes? Like I'm thinking about like, okay, turn your eyes, that sounds nice, but like 
I don't know, what do you actually do? Like if you're in your situation, like what's a, something that might help you turn your eyes? Yeah, I think one easy thing is like just daily, like spending time in the word, like mm -hmm. that discipline of like every day I'm gonna spend a certain amount of time focused on God, his word, what he says about me and my situation. Yeah, yeah. That's a really easy one, I think, but yeah. that daily process yeah. is helpful. Yeah. And for me, music's a big part of that too. Yeah. Like just like turning on true words and songs. Yeah, we turn yeah. our hearts, we turn our eyes, like physically yeah. we can turn our eyes to him, you yeah. know? Yeah. Takes our, our eyes off of the thing that we're really looking at, yeah. the thing we're facing and just like, yeah, just we become more like a kingdom-minded, heavenly-minded. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, good. amazing. Yeah. Okay, Mel, we're gonna turn it back to you. And we're back with our all-male panel and me. And now I'm gonna be in a listening posture because I want the four of you to actually like mentor and give some advice to each other on how you can navigate through the struggles and I'm just gonna listen and take notes mm. for all the women in the world. <laughs> so I think we should do 20 and 50 and then 30 and 40. So both add up to 70, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave, so what would be your advice to Theo at 20 as he's working through um, identity? I love 21, it was a great age. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it's a decade where you get to experience a lot of what I want to do and what I'm going to do and at the same time the shaping of who am I going to be. And uh, let me encourage you that you already know who you, you belong to. You said that I belong to Christ and root yourself there and then allow yourself to express yourself and say, okay, how is that going to manifest itself in what I do? But always coming back to, no, I belong to Christ. Mm -hmm. mm, that's good. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, it's interesting giving advice to someone who is so much more, has so much more wisdom, especially just going so through this. So much more gray hair. You're almost um, going to say so, someone so much older. No, so much more wise, but that's, no, that still works. Um, but uh, you, you said that you were kind of going through like spontaneity, like that's the thing again. Yeah. And maybe like that's kind of a beautiful reward after like all of this that you've, mm -hmm. that you've done. Like you said, like you looked up and you still are in love with Kelly. <laughs> you like you made it. Um, and then honestly, something in like today's day and age, that's that's a significant achievement. Mm -hmm. So I think that's almost a reward to be like, you know what, there is this, there's this freedom to do kind of like what you just told me, like there's this freedom that I have and so much potential, that's at you again. Um, and you get to you get to live in that and you get to explore and still do it for Christ, which is an incredible kind of full circle privilege. Yeah, thanks. It's amazing. Cool. Love that. It's good. Okay, 3040s. So we just met, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess if I look back a little bit ago, uh, I was trying to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. yep. And we just can never win that. Mm -hmm. And that's rooted in a sense of identity and what pleases other people, instead of just saying, my identity is in Christ, period. Mm -hmm. And the best way to love God is also to express my love for my family. Mm -hmm. So your way you love your wife and your kids mm -hmm is so much more important than trying to define yourself by the other things you achieve. And I struggle with that. Totally. Like I was trying to please everything else and I had yeah. very little left. Yeah. So mm. I wish I, like, I should have flipped that. Mm. And my wife kind of bore the brunt of that, to totally. be honest, you know? Mm. So that's, I don't know. It's hard to give advice, yeah. but I'm saying that's one thing I learned at least. Yeah. It's, it's well received. It's, wow. it's very pertinent right now, actually. Oh, man. When are we allowed wow. to all cry? Yeah. Yeah. After the show, we're going to have a... I have a cry fest <laughs> and a hug out fest. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Matt, I, I, I got to say, it's like, I, I, I feel like, you know, when, when we have these things in life that we let go, but those things were never wasted. 
they were incubating us to become the man that we are on the road of. And, and some, I think that when we let things go and we, as you said, become comfortable in who you are as you approach, uh, it's, it's not lost or wasted. Right. It was an essential ingredient in the process that had to be worked away, but was necessary in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if, yeah, hopefully that encourages you. And I think that's, I mean, like, again, like we just met. So I mean, that's all I really have for you. And I think that that's kind of, I hope that I, someone says that to me when I get to 43, which is apparently really close to my thought. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick thought, though, as a woman, can you all give me just a one or two word or something to say as a woman? I'm listening to what you did. It was beautiful to witness this, really. What would you say for me as a woman on helping you? Keep risking. So keep risking, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Keep risking with yeah. you. Relationships, relationships and adventure. Okay, so have adventure. Um, the importance of relationships and keep risking. Oh, okay, and with her. be intentional. And be intentional. Yeah. Totally be intentional. Mm-hmm. With one another, okay? Yeah. What would you say to me? Well, what I would say to you, I would say um, kick, us in, kick us in the butt without bruising us and then <laughs> let's have some good time to rest. I think that's kind of the way I would see it. Mm. So okay. kick us in the butt. Like sometimes we need that kick in the butt okay. moving uh, and then help us like rest, like teach us to rest. Okay, mm. so rest is like slow you down. Slow me right down. Rest, okay, like okay. Yeah, depending actually- on gifting, like my wife often feels, I feel like she has the answer long before me, but she's patient in letting me get there. Mm-hmm. But I think my own discovery is also important. Yes. So sometimes just let us stumble into it on ourselves. <laughs> okay. Even and if you already sure, know. Even though I know. Even though you already and I know. I know yes, to get there. Yes, because like then we okay. own it in a different way. Okay. Yeah. You know, if we're a little That's slow. That's good. Okay, I'll be patient, we'll be patient. Um, I would say, I I think, honesty and boldness. There's too many times, personally in my short life, um, where I have thought I was doing something correctly, and I didn't, and I knew people were watching it, but they didn't tell me, uh, and I wish they had. So that's something I had to stumble into. Um, But I think we could do a lot of good if people were intentional about just really being bold and honest about confronting something that needs to be confronted. Okay, good. I've taken notes and those are gonna be good things. And I'm gonna tell all my girlfriends about what you said and hopefully we can be better together. Awesome. Let's throw now to Coach Drew, who's been listening into this conversation and he's gonna share some of his thoughts as an expert on what it means to be a man through the decades. Thanks, Matt. I'm Andrew Blackwood, also known as Coach Drew. And I'm going to share my thoughts and my encouragement with you about what I just witnessed, what we just witnessed. We saw four decades on the stage of men talking together. How uncommon is that? I mean, sometimes some communities might have that, but I think it's rare. We saw iron sharpening iron, and I think that is one of the things that a lot of men miss out on. They miss out on getting that clarity, that Uh, Matt was talking about when he's now in his 40s, he's thinking about that sense of acceptance. There's a sense even of grieving that happens. But that came after Sean's wrestling with all these additional roles. He had multiple roles. He was not just an individual. He was now a husband. He was now a father. And before that, we saw the beginning where there's identity and questions about that. What was missing was what Dave talked about, having that mentorship. He was at a place where he has all this wisdom and he can look back. Now, my encouragement to you is be part of a community. Let's have that sense of looking into each other's lives and speaking into each other's lives. And 
one of the things that I think is missing for a lot of our younger men is the reality that when we look outside to find who we are, we're going to miss out on actually who we are. We have God-ordained purpose, and that's woven into who we are. So in the presence of community, in the presence of our wives and our women, when we speak into men about who we see them being, that will transcend every phase of life. And we're back after I've wiped a few tears from my eyes, but what an amazing show. I was going to say gorgeous show. Thank you, Sean and Theo and Dave and Matt, mm. co-host, for being on and being so vulnerable and open. I learned a lot, and uh, I've been listening, so I think that you've done a great service and given us a gift as women to know more about you and how we can support you. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for being with us. I hope you learned a lot too. If you want to know more about the show and about these great guys, go to seeherelove.com, head over to our podcast for the backstory and to our YouTube channel for behind the scenes and extended interviews. And always know that as you struggle and you get back up and get back up again through the decades, you are seen, you are heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. Melinda's Hair by Paolo Marola. Melinda's Clothing sponsored by Denise Boutiques. Clothes for every woman. Shopdenise.ca. Deeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.